Hey everybody, Katie here. Um, Before I dive into this episode, I just wanted to let you know (laughs) that you are in for a major treat with this episode. I have been trying to get an interview with Jennifer for a very long time. She's a super busy woman. She has her own amazing podcast network with um, lots of experts in the fitness industry, people who have dedicated their lives to getting down to the nitty gritty of fitness, um, painting a new picture for um, what fitness looks like, what health looks like. Um, Because if you have crossed paths with any fitness influencer, um, if you are into group fitness, if you've ever hired a personal trainer, if you've attended any type of class or certification on how to teach group fitness, um, or you are, you know, you were once really into fitness and you're kind of kicking yourself right now because you don't know how to get back into it. Um, I'm here to say that this is, this is for you. Um, If you especially are someone who at once um, really loved fitness, but then kind of saw what it's become in the industry, um, then you are in for a treat because Jennifer just offers such an incredibly expansive perspective on this. She really has the background knowledge. Uh, She has her master's in physical education, physical science. Um, as well as muscle activation therapy. She's also one in 90 people in the world who have uh, who has a certification in muscle activation techniques RX, which I'm not going to get into what that is, but if you are a, a, you know, a, a physical science nerd like Jennifer um, and like me sometimes, I definitely love to nerd out about that kind of stuff um, because I did get my certification in yoga teacher training on my 200 uh, Yoga Alliance um, yoga teaching. Uh, and I learned quickly from my own experience that everything isn't what it says it is, right? Not all that glitters is gold out there. So meeting Jennifer was incredibly refreshing. She was the first person who ever told me that um, there's a way to work smarter with your fitness. And we have this approach when it comes to fitness um, where we tend to tune our own bodies out when we, when we exercise. We kind of turn that off and we just want to get it over with. Um, or we get way too in our bodies and we don't think critically about what's going on. Um, and she also has started to incorporate astrology in her business a little bit, which kind of was thrown out of left field for a lot of her clients, but I think it works really, really well for her. She is just such a light, such a force to be reckoned with, such a thought leader. I'm so excited for this interview for you guys. I just wanted to kind of preface this by saying that this episode is for you if you are interested in fitness or you want to clear up any misconceptions, just in general, just go see Jennifer and just go follow her, listen to her, take away a lot, even if um, you feel like this conversation is kind of all over the place because we do span a lot. But I'm just saying it is a very, very refreshing conversation and I'm so excited to share it with you guys. So without further ado, here's the episode. Welcome to the Be Your Own Muse podcast. I'm your host, Katie Skinner. I'm a certified life and success coach, wellness junkie, career writer, keynote speaker, mentor, serial entrepreneur, and big time dreamer. My podcast is for the self-love junkie, the creative hustler type with the big heart, spiritually curious dreamers and believers out there who want to tap into their own magic. This podcast is for you if you want to tune out the noise and tune into your heart time to say no to what's not aligned and say yes to what your soul craves. Grab the microphone, Rockstar, because when you are your own muse, you are unstoppable. Hello, and welcome back to the Be Your Own Muse podcast. It has been a while. It is Katie, as you know and love already. Uh, Today I have a guest who I have known for a very long time, and I am very excited for the wealth of information, knowledge, truth bombs that are to come. And I really think that if you are in fitness or you have uh, been working working up to find more motivation for fitness, or you've been doing it for a long time and you found yourself getting burnt out, maybe because of an injury, or just because you didn't like the vibe, of working out or you're scrolling Instagram constantly looking for something to inspire you, but you just feel like you've never really found that thing. Um, There could be plenty of reasons for that because our guest today, Jennifer Schwartz, um, is a muscle activations technique, techniques therapist. Um, (laughs) 
and she's amazing. So I will say that she inspires resilience and high quality fitness because one thing that I think Jennifer does, and I will let her introduce herself in a, in a second because I think uh, I think that we're all ready to hear from her. Um, one thing that Jennifer's content helped me with is thinking deeply about fitness and that fitness is not just a thing that we do to turn our brains off and kind of zone out in the world. Like I think there's a lot of that culture in fitness, like, you know, wear tight pants, put on your headphones, make them really loud, go to the, you know, go to the gym and you're more focused on like getting away from the creepy people or like, you know, getting away from other people or, uh, you know, watching the TV that's in front of you or whatever, as we are like getting into our own bodies. So, uh, yeah. Hello, Jennifer, please introduce <laughs> yourself and let me know if what I said was accurate. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you've inspired me because, you know, you've, you've been able to teach me the mind, you know, where the mindset's coming from. Um, I've been doing muscle activation techniques and working with athletes and owning my business for 10 years plus, you know, it's 11 this February and yeah. And it's, it's amazing because I've, I clicked into that, you know, thinking fit and, and being deep with my fitness early on. And sometimes I forget what it's like to not want that. And I think that's a, you know, that's something you've helped me um, really, you know, step into and uh, empathize. So yeah, you did. Of course, that was a great intro. And <laughs> that about sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I own a studio in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, it's called Impact Your Fitness. I have a podcast network called Think Fit, Be Fit. I'm so proud of it. And I, it's just my heart mission, my project that I just want to do for a really long time. And I also, what else do I do? I have a virtual studio and that means we are helping people with information products and some virtual coaching as well as I have a signature program uh, for people with chronic injuries called Movement Pathways. And all of those things are, you know, underneath my brand, which is Impact Your Fitness. But over the past year, I've really focused on this, uh, you know, in-depth, in um, reaching in-depth thinking and learning and connecting to that process. And made that my mission and honestly so much like wonderful prosperity and truth has come from that so it's been just like an amazing journey yeah that's i mean that's like having been a fitness lover since i was a kid you know i took dance classes as a kid and i found that my best work always comes from times when i am engaged with like my body's intelligence like my grades were the best in school when i had dance team after school, or, um, I used to go for, go on runs before school, believe it or not, there was a time in my life when I did that <laughs> because I found the correlation between like playing in my exercise and my, like my physical body, um, and likening it to, to enjoyment and play. Um, but also, um, and, and my own, my own success. And I think personally, my grades were the worst. I was the most unhappy in college when everything was so, so cerebral. But I think that what you do that is super cool is combining the two because you know, like, like I said earlier, um, and what kind of your mission ties into is like, let's not shut off one or the other. And now your, your, your content and your message now has gotten a little bit more of the spiritual body as well, which I think is very, very exciting because what you're really saying here is like, um, you can't get a, get away with just having one. And that's not, you can't just like, so we have the, the physical, the emotional and the spiritual body. Mm -hmm. And um, some would also say that we have the bliss body on top of that, which is like our crown chakra, highest consciousness. Um, but the, um, the mind, body, and spirit we have with us all the time. And some people try to like kind of cling on to just one of those and then have that ride them through the rest of their life. Um, and I think it's so interesting that your background, you're very heavily educated in and like the physical intelligence in the, the muscles and the ligaments and the tendons and like all that kind of stuff, the magic you do with muscle activation therapy. 
Um, so my question is like, how do you balance the three, the physical, emotional, and uh, the spiritual intelligence when you're dealing with people who might be dominantly in one or the other? Mm. Well, I'm, first of all, I'm very distracted. Your skin looks amazing. <laughs> so I have to get that off my chest. Otherwise I'm just going to be thinking it. I'm gonna be like, I have to tell her. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <a mask. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's nice to see your face. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> as well. And okay. So, um, you know, I think what comes to mind when I hear be your own muse mm-hmm. is, you know, learning to trust yourself. Right. And so I've been through that. So in such a like wild ride. Mm -hmm. And for me, that also started with injury. Um, And so for me, I think one of the big balance point, the big thing that balances me when we talk about working with other people and being in like a high touch environment, meaning I'm like really sharing um, and really receiving from my client. Like, so mm-hmm. the energy exchange is really high. Is what and I'm you do physically in muscle activation yeah. therapy, you do physically touch and like adjust and manipulate people, which can go back to anthropo- anthropologically speaking, we can go back to how important that relationship is and how we, we, you should not understate how important that is and like how much of an effect that has on people. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, not to brag, but you know, the stuff that I do is really potent and powerful and I've been called a magician many, many, many times. And, yeah, I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, you know, and I, I really see things in a metaphysical way and I kind of always have. So like for me, it was about owning that and bridging it all together. I wasn't like emotionally satisfied with anything until I was able to heal um, many layers of anxiety, grief, and PTSD. Mm-hmm. For real. Like, so I think that's like the starting point is like just recognizing where that is within you or you know, around you, if you're absorbing that from someone around you, or if you just have that yourself, you know? Um, And then I think the second part for me is I really love making sure I'm getting the right clients. I I think Mm -hmm. that is one of the most important things if you're a business owner that you can do. Um, I think you need to, I think we all need as business owners, um, bring in people that you respect, meaning, you know, like whatever that thought process is. So for me, the main, the main, the, the main foundation of my work with people is they have to believe in their body's ability to change. Yeah. You know, and that you would be surprised how many people don't have that belief like if they just it's just not there and you know I can understand why it's not there that's part of the reason I started the podcast because I had to tell people that it was there yeah and then like give them I think something that you do very well is like it's not enough just to say like oh your body can change I think something that you do is provide the anecdotal logical explanation of like no look seriously because it's so easy to see an inspirational quote on Instagram and be like, yeah, right. Like, I know how that works unconsciously. If you see something that, that like your subconscious mind is like, no, 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 but not for you, sweetie. Like, Hmm. okay. You know, resilience and change and lose weight and get stronger, heal injuries, et cetera, but not me like, you know, Hmm. swipe away. (laughs) Um, But I think you provide tons and tons of wealth of knowledge of specific evidence and anecdotes and experts on like, yes, your body is resilient. You can change, you can heal injuries your body can change and i i can acknowledge um that i have caught myself in that thought a lot like i i i find myself especially when i practice i don't even want to say yoga any kind of movement that gets deep in the nervous system any at all i can find i've been able to hit that point where my brain is like oh no no no, but that's too scary we're not going to do that and i know in yoga when people who play with 
inversions or handstands or kind of like any deep nervous system work. And that's also with heavy weightlifting, as I'm sure you can attest to, like any heavy weightlifting gets to a point where your brain is like, oh, no, 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 we, we don't do this. This is scary. Um, so, or when yeah. someone feels like they're starting to make gains or lose weight or like whatever they want to do, your body's like, oh, no, we can't have that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, emotionally that happens. So like sometimes when people start to change, um and they like they're like okay i believe in this 60 percent. you know i'm gonna do the 10 steps that it takes to do this and then we're gonna you know i'll just fall into that pattern and that's like a totally fine way to do stuff you know it's like you don't have to know everything about um the thing you're doing before you do it you know you don't have to have i don't i don't believe that you have to have 110 percent belief in the process you know, I think you really, there is a period of time where you have to just step into it and do it and make, uh -huh. like, make the moves. Uh -huh. um, and when people start to change emotionally and physically, um, they're usually not different, but let's say they are, and for some people, uh -huh. um, the emotional, you have to actually say, I deserve this. This is, this is what I wanted. Uh -huh. It happened. Uh -huh. And, you know, either like recognize that, you know, you did the right thing or that you made, you made the right moves and that it's, it was brave. And I think like we kind of skipped that process. So it's like, yeah. let's say you lose, let's say the goal is like body composition, uh -huh. which is what, you know, weight, which is what the internet world would call fat loss or weight loss or whatever. Yeah. Like changing your physical body. Yeah. Well, <laughs> changing your, um, yeah, the body, the composition, okay. right? So, yeah. so you have this much fat, you have this much muscle, this much water, like that change, those, those ratios change as you become more fit essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a better way to word it. Like, yeah. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. I, lo I love the word change because yeah. what you're looking for is like, if you want to call, if you have a goal, you, you don't want to call it what it is, call a spade a spade. You want to, you want, it's a body composition goal. And there's a yep. lot of people, I think probably people who listen to this podcast who want to have some type of change in their body physically, but they've kind of written it off. I know for me, that was a huge thing. Like I written off the idea that I will ever have a six pack. I've written off the idea that this will ever happen for me. Um, because we hear, you know, I've said it myself, weight loss or, um, grow a booty or what have you, but like, I think calling, like, I, I just love the, the reframe. Of yeah. The I've never heard that before. Composition. So it's, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a, it's very much like exercise science that that's what you would hear in like a one oh one class. Yeah. Um, and it was, it, it's, it's, you know, it's the, they, and the she, it's like, you know, it's like the proper pronoun to me. It's right, like, with the proper pronoun, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like, it, you know, for me, it's like the, I, I think it's a, it's a really, you know, it's a really um, neutral place to start. Mm -hmm. And anyways, so um, my point was that I think uh, we really just have to step into change. And um, so if you want to go change your body composition, and you have a plan, you have your nutrition, you have your hydration goals, and then you start doing it. And in three weeks, you start to see a change. And there is that if like literally you follow a plan three weeks is you will see a change uh -huh. straight up. Uh -huh. um, you know, pending like you got really, you know, sound advice <laughs> and it yeah. wasn't, you know, planet Mungo, like just way out way out there kind of advice. Um, it was, it's appropriate for your body and where you are. Yeah. So you start seeing a change in three weeks and instead of, so it's really easy just to go back to the thought process of, I want to change more. This isn't enough. Uh -huh. Instead of actually like holding space for gratitude and just congratulating yourselves and just, and, and saying, hey, it's safe to go further. Uh -huh. It's safe to take that next step. It's safe to go into the unknown because you are in the unknown in, if your body has started to change. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's not something you've ever felt before or seen before in, your, in the mirror or felt before in your own body, which 
uh, is what you wanted. <laughs> you wanted something that you never Which had Which is what you wanted. So you just had, I think like just recognizing the fact that you did it is pretty freaking cool. Yeah. That, that's really all I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I, I know that there's been, uh, I am blanking on names, but I know that there's been studies done on um, people who've had plastic surgery and how they feel like after they get this massive expensive transformation in their physical appearance, they look at the mirror and they still see the same person and they, mm. they get, get photos taken and they still don't see anything. And then they need more and more and more and more. And I mean, as you and I know at this point, like that's on an identity energetic level. Like that is, that is, that is, there's nothing that plastic surgery diets, weightlifting can do for you at that point. Mm. That's, yeah. That's I mean, all. yeah, I would throw some shade at like AI algorithms on that one too. For sure. <laughs> yeah. That's like, you know, um, you know, the algorithms today are when it comes to fitness too, as well as conspiracy theories and all of that, like the rabbit holes. Yeah. I mean, essentially like most of fitness are just like bullshit theories anyways. Okay. For real. Like the keto diet was made for people with epilepsy. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I I mean, you, you, like the barbell bro, like doesn't have any idea of who you are or where you are. Yeah. And he doesn't have any, yeah. yeah. And he doesn't have any idea that the keto diet was originally made for people with epilepsy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what I'm saying is I think these theories and these, um, algorithms and these holes and these clickbait holes that we get into with fitness are taking away your free will. Yeah. Because you're seeing something that doesn't actually exist. So yeah. then you're chasing something that doesn't actually exist. Yeah. And that is so incredibly sad. Yeah. So that's yeah. a huge injustice. Injustice. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, I, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would have to agree. On, I mean, I think anybody can agree on that. But I think um, I know for a little, little example for me is I spent all day on Instagram one day, as one does. Um, I was doing work and I was also goofing off. But I was on, I was on social media for the majority of my day. And then I go and look in the mirror and I genuinely think for a second that like my face is wrong, quote unquote wrong, because I was looking at myself straight on. Like when you look in the mirror and you look yourself straight on, because if you look most selfies and I know fitness has a, this is a huge thing. I'm just making the face. The body is another Mm -hmm. good example, but the face, because most selfies, people turn themselves to an angle to like highlight their higher side, their Mm -hmm. better side. Like you're looking down, you're looking um, like sideways. Um, kind of like you're, you know, you, any selfie, anybody turns their face a little bit just to kind of show off their cheekbones or whatever. And then I looked at myself in the mirror straight on and I was like, whoa, this is a weird face. This face is wrong. This is not, I do not have giant golem like eyes. (laughs) Uh, and I know that it's like that with fitness too. Um, uh, it's easy to look at even pictures of yourself in the past. I've heard a lot of people say like, oh my gosh, I used to be so ripped. I used to be so thin. I used to be so strong. And you look at old pictures of yourself. Um, but then consider like, I mean, this is a big thing for me personally. Like I look at old pictures of myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, I used to be so fit. I used to be so, I used to be so thin. I used to be so, I ha- I used to be so flexible. I used to whatever. And then I remembered, wait, I did all these tricks to make myself look fit in that picture. So what's the truth here? And then mm. consider that on like a professional level. When someone's profession is literally to look ripped, to sell a product, consider that they're not giving you the honest truth either. Um, Mm. And I love that your work is very honest. And you've even said yourself, like my physical fitness currently, my, my appearance, everything has been a result of me following my highest, my highest good. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's real. Like there is such thing as like heart centered manifestation versus like ego centered manifestation. Mm -hmm. Like you can, your ego can hustle its way to a six pack. That's possible people do it all the time. Um, mm-hmm. but also your heart can fall. Like you can go and follow your kind of like what, uh, and I'm, I'm interested in hearing like your take on this and like what that really looks like, um, how to distinguish between the two, but how to go on like heart centered fitness and how to get like the body that you were divinely created to have in the healthiest way, um, versus like following kind of these vanity metrics, like body mm. fat percentage, uh, you know, how much can you lift, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I can definitely speak to that. I mean, first of all, um, I'd like to say that anything, anytime you go, I used to be this and I used to be that 
that is a sign that you're moving towards that energy of not believing in your body. Mm. That you're not, that you don't understand that every day you're stepping into a new body in a mm-hmm. way, you know? Yeah, you lose every, skin cells overnight. <laughs> yeah, new skin cells overnight. Every three days, your gut lining is totally new. Wow, three. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's three cool. days. Um, and, you know, it's a very thin lining and it constantly like regenerates. So, um, what, so what you feed it like really matters. And so, um, the next, you know, there's other things, there's something called ion channels that are connected to your nerves and every 48 hours they're brand new. So if you feed anxiety one day and disbelief one day, you are sowing those you know, you're feeding Mm -hmm. the ion channels of anxiety and that creates more anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't understand that the body can regenerate and the mind can unstick these disbeliefs and that you can step into something new, you know, you're, if you don't understand that, that, that just go to my podcast. Like (laughs) that's like one of the main things we talk, like the undertone of everything we talk about, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Um, that's especially true on my Instagram. Like, this is just like such my like heart message, you know, it's like really one of my soul messages. Uh Um, and then the other, you know, when we talk about goals, um, so, you know, I mean, as you know, but like listeners, you know, I am very much, I am grounded spiritually, but I'm also very grounded in the science. Like Uh this is very, very important to me. And one of the newest ways to view your body and view your journey with either chronic pain, tightness, um, and we all know somebody with chronic pain. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think this should probably be for everyone. Yeah. And if we don't, if you don't know someone with chronic pain, you might, they're probably like on the lifestyle disease spectrum and obesity. Yeah. Or people who you know are I mean? very yeah. flexible and tell themselves consistently that they will never get more flexible. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I, I mean, there's plenty of people who fall in that category. Um, mm. You were saying. Oh yeah. Um, and then there's like, uh, so if we take, you know, this, um, this whole new science and that's called pain science and uh, it's called biopsychosocial medicine. Mm-hmm. And this very much applies to fitness. It's not quite out there yet. I'm kind of one of I'm 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 a thought leader in this. I I'm a co-author in this. You said it was biopsychosocial medicine. Yes. Okay. Cool. And yeah, so I'm co-authoring a course for medical providers in how to apply that to fitness. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you're, you know, um, that's where I've been hiding. Um, so. It's almost done. And so what that means is biological, psychological, socio-environment. Okay. So I I think everyone needs goals in every one of those categories. Yeah. So the ones that we just spoke of, a body composition, how much can you lift? How much can you lose? Like what your body fat percentage is, how much you weigh. Those are all biological goals. And in the fitness world, that's, we've been whittled down to believe those are the only goals. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so the, the truth is have one of those goals or none really. Um, I've added another category to this and I call it physiological. And that has to do with, um, it's, it's more, it's more specific to like weightlifting and strength training. So you can, or like, um, breathing, I think is a really good goal. Most of us have dysfunctional breathing. Um, that's a whole nother topic. (laughs) Um, and you can have goals related to how many breaths that you take a minute. And like, so I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Um, (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) yeah, let's say you have a physiological goal. So my goal physiologically is to go deeper into like a back squat and we're talking about an inch, Mm -hmm. but getting an inch when you've been working out for like 20 years 
takes months, by the way. Yeah. The more that you work out, the smaller these goals, these margins get. Yeah. When you first start working out and you, the biggest goal is like getting in with the equipment, getting into the gym, getting like, that is the massive goal. And I think a lot of people just to kind of interject quickly about goals is like, um, people take these massive leaps and bounds very quickly. Like I was never able to hold a plank before. I was never able to, uh, you know, I dropped, I dropped uh, the scale dropped or whatever very quickly. And then they get discouraged because the goals gets the, the results, the goals get smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. The window narrows. Right. So like, I think, um, a, a, a plank would be a plank timing or form or variation would be a physiological goal. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, okay. Biological goal would be biometrics. So that would be um, something a medical professional or a fitness professional, a real one, <laughs> yeah. um, could measure, you know, <laughs> then so that might be body fat. So that might be, um, let's see, uh, heart rate. Um, biological goal would be getting off a of medication. Biological goal, you know, would be um, you know, narrowing one of your genetic factors, something like that. Um, would that be like reducing your risk of, um, arthritis, yeah. you know, uh, uh, high cholesterol, et cetera. Cause I know that that's, uh, something that runs in my family is high cholesterol, mm-hmm. uh, diabetes and stuff like that. And so, narrowing. yeah. Okay. And like yeah. one of, you know, one of the proudest moments I've had as a, you know, in this space was, you know, when one of my clients who was closer to 60 said to me, all of my friends are on medication and I'm not. And I'm like, you're a boss. Like, that's amazing in this day and age. Because let me tell you, it's scary. The numbers that we're going towards, towards unhealthiness is so frightening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I mean, I agree. (laughs) Like collectively as a country, it's not good. Um, (laughs) um, So you know, those are biological goals. So let's go into psychological goals. Um, you can literally, and just increase your, uh, overall satisfaction with life Uh and, or your, uh, psychological goal would be, I want to make sure that I write in my gratitude journal Uh and then connect that to your exercise. I write in my gratitude journal when I record my exercise. Yeah. And then you've got a twofer right there that is, that will like seriously double down as far as results go. Yeah. And then far as results go, I think it's um, with psychological results. It's like, I go to the gym and I, oh my gosh, I didn't see it as a chore today. Like, or Mm -hmm. I, I actually looked forward to, um, I looked forward to my movement today or the time flew by because I was enjoying Mm -hmm. myself or, you know, those are just like that subtle shift can just be so freeing and life changing Mm -hmm. and yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. And when I receive that as, as information from my client, it's, it's very, very important and it's very, um, beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, another one would be, um, uh, psychological, um, you know, if you were working with a mental health provider that would, you know, you would have measurable things, you know, like it, that would, that would be an e- like, not easy one, but, uh, a simple way to look at it. A tangible, um, that like, yeah, like general well-being and wellness is not necessarily tangible, but that's always what I notice. Like when I go and I'm like, oh, I didn't hate that. Or I actually enjoyed that. Like that's, um, that's massive. Um, mm-hmm. But more tangible is like body measurements, numbers that a doctor can pull, et cetera. But those are, yeah, that's biometric. Those mm-hmm. are biological goals. And I think people need, you know, all of them. So then we have the physiological goals, which is like more fitness focused. Um, and that's not necessary. Definitely not at first. Um, but as you more, as you become more of a think fit person and mm-hmm. you're thinking about your fitness, mm-hmm. you can really start to work with that stuff. And it is just like such a beautiful unfolding. You get the body as a result, you get the strength yeah. as a result. Mm-hmm. Like, Another psychological goal would, um, you know, measuring the time in between your episodes, whatever that means, you know? Yeah. Um, so then we have the socio, like the social, so, uh, social environment stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that could be anywhere from I moved out of my abusive, you know, relationship mm-hmm. to 
I am surrounded by, I want to be in a circle of fit people or happy people. Yeah. And these are measurable goals. Like, and like another way you can do that is, um, writing down your values Mm -hmm. and every week check in, are you living by them? You'll get the social environmental, you know what I mean? Like as a result, if you're doing that. Yeah. So and people um, who are very motivated socially, like I, I kind of realized this about myself recently. I am very, 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 very socially motivated, meaning um, if other people aren't doing it, I, I don't want to do it because I thought for the longest time I kind of saw myself as like, oh, you just want to go with the crowd. I, I judged myself very harshly for that. But then I realized like that can actually very be very much a strength. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're seeing it as a strength now. Um, but I know that when I was working at my nine to five job, um, my fitness was not where I wanted it to be at all. My mental health was as a result, not where I wanted it to be at all. Um, I was having weekly panic attacks. I just mm. not, not, not where, where a lot of people are and where they don't want to be. And then may or may not necessarily have the tools to get out of it, or they've heard it all before and none of it worked. <laughs> um, but, and also, uh, I was seeing a therapist who allowed, I mean, in my humble opinion, allowed and encouraged this codependency that I started to build on her because I thought that therapy mm. was the way out, which it can be not to knock therapy, but there was this codependency. I saw her twice a week and she was allowing me to, um, whereas I feel like when I began coaching, I definitely encouraged, um, like your own resilience and not seeing me twice a week. Um, mm. that being said, um, I found that the, the goals, the social goals that I set for myself at the time were to interact in Facebook groups and make like, I think that's also relevant for a lot of people right now because we're in a pandemic, but where mm. I was at the time, I had no fit friends. I had no, uh, people, entrepreneur friends. I, I didn't have any of that. I had a lot of physical evidence that, um, what my, my goals were not cool and they were lame. And like, you, you can't lose this weight. You can't, uh, you know, you can't feel good in the morning. You can't like, you know, panic attacks are just quote unquote normal. You know, this is just, we have to deal with being an adult in this world. Like that's just it. Um, but I think one tangible goal, if, if you're, if you need it, if anybody needs it and is looking for it, um, interact with Facebook groups, find people on Instagram and start to interact with them. One, um, thing that I've told clients before is contact one person a day for a hundred days, <laughs> mm. write them a message that only you can write and only they can receive. So not just spamming mm. everybody. Hey girl, Hey girl. But, mm-hmm. um, writing something like, Hey, this thing that you wrote really moved me. I have this background in this. Thank you so much. And even if they don't even answer it, like there is a tangible difference that happens with you. And I can say that I would not be where I am now if it wasn't for those social goals. And I've never heard anybody mention social goals until just now. Um, <laughs> That's so amazing. I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up because when people leave social goals out of the equation, it mm-hmm. makes me feel very isolated and very alone. And like, you want me to go up, like, you know, wake up at five in the morning to go work out and, you know, do my gratitude and, you know, make my kale smoothie for breakfast, like by myself. And I just become this like ostracized human who has no friends. Like that's actually something that I dealt with a lot. So, so, you know, hold all that to say, like the social goals are crucial and possible even now in the Mm -hmm. pandemic. Um, yeah, no, thanks for that. That was, that was it. Yeah. That was really interesting to, you know, hear uh, like a testament to it. Um, because, you know, sometimes people look at me cross-eyed for saying stuff like that. And I'm like, no, social health is very important. Like yeah. your social circle determines a lot. Even if and, you are and, an introvert or what have yeah. you, like, I think everybody needs that. And that's. No, that's- they have to. I mean, it's, it's, we're human. We're social creatures. Like we are. Mm-hmm. Um, introvert, you know, I think it has something to do with it, but you know, it's, it's not you can't just like not interact with people like, um, the other, you know, and like, so, you know, you asked about being heart led or like, you know, just physically ego or just like ego led. Uh Um, you know, you can still have like a goal of having, having a six pack, Uh but you know, as long as it's like a self love move, Uh And again, like not to, uh, I'm not just because it's like, oh, this is my last chance. I'm 28, you know, like 
that's not the case at all. <laughs> it's um, it's not. You know, it's or what you so, think you'll get when you get the the six pack. Like yeah, when I get the yeah, six like pack, oh, that's I gonna get. Yeah, that's going to get me all the followers. That's going to get me the guy. I'm going to get the free trip. I'm going to get, I'm going to be an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I think being, being uh, spiritually grounded, of course, it looks different for everybody. Um, I rely heavily on astrology for that. Uh, I think that can surprise people. Um because I speak so fluent in the science world and um, you know, I don't care what people think about that. I, it's, it's something that just resonates with me um, to my core since I was a young person and it's important to me, but it's also really helped me define what is my highest good. Like what, what does that mean? And most of us have an idea of what, our highest good is um, doing that deeper work. Um, it you know you're not gonna get it from reading your sun sign astrology. Yeah, <laughs> reading you know, those um, those uh the like astrology meme accounts. Um, mm -hmm. Largely very fun. I love them, but largely misinterpreted many times. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And. You know, I, I, I for any time I saw somebody say that Sagittarius's were unloyal, could not commit, very rude. Uh, I would have started to take it very personally and been like, yeah. "But wait, like, does this mean that my marriage is doomed to fail, or I'm a bad friend, or whatever?" Uh, but luckily, I saw my entire chart, and now I'm like, "Okay, I can see that I'm not, I'm not mm -hmm. the sun sign." Although there is a lot of Sagittarius in my chart, but do go on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I think I think that's really the bottom line for what I had to say about being, you know, heart led with your goals or, uh, you know, versus being ego led. I, and I think, I mean, I guess if I had to say, where do you start? Um, it is self-love, you know, it is again, that belief in the body can change and the belief that you are good enough to do, get after it and, and, and work at it. Um, no matter what your, situation is, you know, like knowing that if you took 10 minutes, 10 more minutes out of the day for yourself, what that would mean, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to honor yourself. If that's a physical modality, if it's a spiritual modality, awesome. You know, if it's just drinking water, awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think um, when it comes to cultivating self-love um, or self-respect. I think a huge thing to keep in mind for anybody listening that, because I've gotten a lot of feedback when I started talking about self-love very openly on my Instagram, that like people feel like they don't know where the, where this is coming from. Where does self-love come from? How, how can I find it? Where do I start digging? You know, like what, where is this? Um, and I think what it really comes down to is like, think about the way that you talk to yourself and the way you treat yourself or you allow others to treat you um and see if there's a possibility that you stop accepting that treatment <laughs> like is it possible that i stop accepting this treatment um is it possible that i start to talk to myself even from yourself talking to yourself differently um is it possible that i manipulate the boundaries that i've set up with other people um, and are other people accepting this treatment? Well, no, Jennifer doesn't accept their, this treatment. And, you know, someone like Jennifer obviously doesn't talk to themselves the way that I might be talking to myself right now. So if anybody feels like, where's all this self-love that people keep talking about? I don't have it. I don't know where to find it. I've never loved myself. Um, I really, I, I re relate to that. Honestly, I do feel like everybody does love themselves. I think we, we are born with lots of self-respect and lots of love, love for ourselves, but then somewhere along the lines, we lose it um so are you are you accepting some are you accepting treatment of yourself and from others that you could change <laughs> mm -hmm. um and then playing around with that i know personally i've gotten uh and i've talked about this on my instagram recently i've gotten an influx of i don't want to call them haters but i will call them bu button pushers um because at the beginning of my business it was like crickets like nobody said anything negative to me really um, it just kind of was. And then now I'm getting a lot of button pushers. Like people will say things to me because they found me 
on reels or they found me on their, their um, for you page or whatever. And they will just say these things that push a certain button of mine, um, you know, uh, commenting on my body and the way it looks or my, my aura or like how I annoy them or how I have a weird voice or whatever. And I think like three years ago, I would have just like thrown my phone in a river and been like, we're never doing this again. <laughs> but now I'm like, this is so interesting that I, I get this chance to accept this, accept this or not. And then realize like, where is this person speaking to what I, I tell myself? And then realizing how ridiculous this person sounds makes me be like, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to move on and we're going to keep going anyways. Mm. Um, and the things that you were meant to do, I believe you will feel deep down, like consistently do them. So if you're having a hard time exercising, uh, if you're having a hard time developing a self-care routine, writing gratitude, and but then remembering that the version of you that doesn't have those practices um, is fed up, like they're tired, they're, they're, they're hungry, they're, they're starving, they need, they need you. Um, and yeah, that's key right there. Yeah. Like they're, they're waiting for you and they're fed up. They're, they're grossed out by the way that you've been talking to yourself. They're, they're exhausted from not moving. They're tired of, of not like now personally with my own, um, self love movement practices that pertains to movement. I think now my body has very sharp cues on when it's time to stand up and when is it time to get a massage? When is it time to stretch much more in sharp than they used to be? Um, mm -hmm. like now my body will wake myself up when it's time to wake up was I used to have a really bad sleeping in habit because I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to see look at myself in the mirror. So I, I just love that. I feel like you, you very much embody that and the way that you talk about your love of science and your love of astrology and mm -hmm. your, um, your, 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 your desire to show up and teach obviously reflects a person who respects themselves a lot and like, um, will not will not stop for anybody really, because you are so plugged into your purpose. Mm. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plugged into my purpose. Yeah. I'd say that's one of my, one of my strong suits, you know, like, um, okay, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Being plugged into my purpose is definitely one of my strengths. Um, you know, back to astrology, I have a ton of Libra, and that's one of the strengths of Libra is picking out an injustice and getting after it. Yeah. And <laughs> a lot of injustice being done in the, in the, the fitness world for sure. For sure. And like back to that, you know, conditioning out, condition, being conditioned out of self-love. The fitness industry is mm -hmm. guilty. Yeah. Like they are the worst, like it is the worst. It just is. And I'm, you know, I, I, I grow more and more like appalled by how people, you know, really do it and um, are like sell it. And most of, they're mostly doing it because they are gifted genetically. Yes. Oh my gosh. Ooh, and, yeah. Big, big, um, big time realization of, 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 of that. Man, yeah. I, I, I and like that was that. even, you know, that, and that really started in the bodybuilding world. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not, it started well before that. Right. Because, um, you know, we've always had a fascinate fascination with celebrity and royalty and you know, how far does that go back? Right. But like, when we talk about in the fitness world, it started with bodybuilding and like, I respect bodybuilding as a sport. I think it's really cool. I love muscles. Mm -hmm. So to see muscles, I'm like, oh man, that's cool. Yeah. And like any anatomy lover probably enjoys bodybuilding on some level, you know? And like, but there was always this thing that men were chasing and it was like the calves. Mm -hmm. And it just became this like rabbit hole of uh, actual research done on the genetic makeup of muscle tissue and how people like had good looking calves. And it's just like, it, it just became this thing. And with bodybuilding, there's a huge genetic component, component to how well you put on muscle. It, what, that was very true like 30 years ago. Now we have so many cheat tools and codes and biohacks mm -hmm. that it's probably the current, the, you know, that gap is like narrowing, but I just want to say like, it started in a very superficial place. And it's still there. Like it yeah. ha is barely evolved. Mm 
the fitness industry has barely evolved. It's only been around like what, like 50, you know, Jack LaLanne is a hundred. He, you know, um, he's like, he's like the Jesus of, of fitness. Yeah. Jane Fonda is, you know, the goddaughter. Let's say that she's not even a, she's not even a fitness babe. You know, she was back in the day, but she's an actress. (laughs) Okay. Um, Taking fitness advice from, from actresses. (laughs) Yeah. And, but she is like one of, one of the uh, first, you know, real fitness celebrities. Yeah. And, you know, as I said, like I was obsessed with that podcast that was, that we produced with Kelly Roberts, mm-hmm. who's an actual fitness influencer from like the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Still was- going. Like that blew my mind. I just, oh my God, I love that episode. Very affirming to the secret yeah. I had about, you know, one size fits all fitness or like yeah. instructors kind of just coming in and like teaching whatever they want to teach. And not uh giving the client what they need or giving like maybe what people need which is challenging as a as a yeah. fitness instructor it's very hard to teach everybody individually but yeah that, that I, was one of their points mm-hmm. you know being a group fitness instructor should mean you need more training not less Ooh, that's that's good because <laughs> you are you've got a lot of people to to behold you know and as uh, I came from the strength and conditioning world where I was coaching multiple athletes a dozen at a time uh-huh. and like on like some really precise stuff. And, you know, I, you know, I, I, I think the education piece of that cannot be ignored, but yeah. it is soul cycle. It, they hold auditions. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have, they don't have a layer of, physiology in there. Yeah. I think myself and many people who might be listening to this, we can all attest that we received a training that was very thrown together mm-hmm. with this high expectation of upholding the brand. Uh, I cannot say the brand's name, unfortunately, but um, uh, yeah. something was thrown together and we were given 48 hours to fully understand something. And we were able to go out on the street corner and teach it. Um, and I can speak from experience that that was traumatizing. (laughs) That's, you know, you learned a choreography. Yes. You learn a choreography that expects you to know all these deep, uh, different, like a a lot, you need to know a lot of that. It's, it's, it's a choreography and that's something that now you can just do on TikTok or YouTube. So, (laughs) yeah. So, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. So we painted a pretty dismal picture of the fitness industry here. So I feel like we need to give people like <laughs> some yeah. hope, you know, cause like it's, um, you know, I, I think, I don't know what's going to happen on a, a legal level in the next 10 years, as far as fitness professionals go. Um, but I think that honestly would be the right move. Um, I, I think licensing on one hand is one of the most discriminatory practices of our time. Uh-huh. But on the other hand, um, the fitness industry got skipped. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. for a nail salon, you need two years of training. Yeah. A police academy, you know, I don't know how much you need, but it's, uh, it's supposedly it's far less than they're getting. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's creating a whole bunch of problems so the fitness industry is you know in it's like in that category yeah whereas like nail salons they're like over licensed you know they're over um so yeah my point is um you know where it where's the right stuff i'm exploring that every day you know i'm exploring what is the right amount of information that -hmm. people need to get started yeah Um, but at the end of the day, I, you know, I always come back to that belief in the body and, and that's the thing we have to convince ourselves first before any of this stuff really helps. But of course, like you can go to the gym without that belief and still get it done. That's kind of cool, by the way, you know, I think, I think the best thing to leave with, you know, thinking about how to make this positive and helpful is that, you know, exercise as 
if, when applied thoughtfully and intentionally, um, can be more than medicinal. It can like turn back the clock, literally. Mm-hmm. But don't get me wrong, J Lo's definitely on some hormones. Definitely. Okay. It's not, not, not olive oil. That that's yeah, that <laughs> ain't olive oil. Um, and but you know, um, it really is you know a way to have um discipline control in a place in in a crazy time um that is taking us in all these different directions and the more you learn about your body and just accepting it as this like step-by-step journey and that it's learning exercise is part of the learning process and that's something people don't understand as well is like the brain think about this why we move right mm-hmm we move to solve problems. We don't move to like look good, right? We move so we can feed ourselves. We move and you know, it's, it, so what I'm saying is it's, it's in our human innate capabilities to move, right? We're upright with our, with our big butts, right? And that's important because um, our brain has evolved to eat a certain way. Our stomachs have evolved. Everything goes down this way. You know what I mean? Like, and to keep the eyes up so that we can hunt and gather. And like everything that we do, it goes in, it goes through the brain and through the muscles. Like the nervous system and the muscles and the immune system are not operating on separate channels. They're operating because of each other. And that's like the more that you have a two, like, a fine-tuned muscle system, the more, the, the more, you know, you can change your immune system, the more that you can change your brain, the more cognitive benefit you get from your exercise. So it's, you know, I love, I, I don't talk about this very often because I feel like a, um, a snake oil salesman. I, <laughs> I just say it to my most intimate uh, clients, the people that I know can do it and, and achieve something called metaplasticity. Uh. And metaplasticity is meta, meaning kind of over and over and over. And it's like this big snowballing effect, effect right? Metaphysical. Uh-huh. It goes in between the realms, right? Metaplasticity is the better you are at changing and manipulating the, the, the conditions the better you are at gaining. So like the opposite of that would be chemotherapy. Destroys everything. I see, okay. Right? So yeah, it's very poisonous. And so like the further down the line you go with that process, the more brittle your bones are. Uh The more dehydrated the body is the more toxic it is versus like going in this like exalted fitness journey where you're like, I live for a physical purpose. Like I feel physically good and grounded in this, in this earth. And, and that gives me so much purpose because I can wake up and I can help my dad and I have, there's no issues. I can get up and I can play with my kids. And that makes the world a better place. So I'm showing up because I have physical strength, because I have physical um, amplitude. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, 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 that's such a cool concept, physical amplitude. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I just, I just, that's how I see it, you know? And I think that's what exercise can do for us. And I think that, you know, the more we change, the more we change and manipulate the variables, the more we get out of it. Yeah. What a, but not in a weird biohacking way. Like, oh, let's, yeah. like, let's have like respect for science and respect for the body and not go into like crazy biohacker land where you're just like recording every piece of data because that's on the other side. You know what I mean? Like that's like too far. Yeah. What yeah. a refreshing perspective of like fitness goals. <laughs> Uh, never heard anybody on my Instagram timeline ever say any of that other than you. Um, <laughs> and with the new year just happening, I feel like I had to mute a lot of people. Um, but I, I think that what you just said about the, the you know, um, like the meta that goes back to the social 
uh, it ties all the goals in. But I feel like for me, that really goes back into the social goals of like, um, I actually had a very interesting last week. I had a, um, a, one of my hypnosis clients talked about how she wanted to get back into movement and yoga and like, how wonderful would it be to wake up in the morning and do yoga with the sunrise? Like, well, you know, I used to do that all the time and now I just cannot be bothered. Um, and I was trying to say, bring the words, I feel like you just did it, say the words of like, you need to make this so much bigger than yourself to the point that, um, to the point that you are benefiting other people. Um, mm-hmm. so amazing. Um, I have a couple questions here just to kind of wrap up, um, that I ask everybody and you can rapid fire these as you desire. Um, so what is the main takeaway? I feel like there's been a lot, but if you could sum it up, <laughs> what is the main takeaway you want for our listeners based off of your story? Um, that there's more than a biological goal when it comes to fitness. That's a very good takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> What is a ritual, mantra, or mindset that reminds you who the fuck you are? Mm. Um, measure twice, measure twice, cut once. That's interesting. That's an Abraham Lincoln quote. Really? I will have to go. What a perfect day to say that. Right. <laughs> On the inauguration day that we are recording. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Um, what inspires you about yourself? Mm. Um, you know, that goes back to astrology. I'm like, so I'm like, so impressed with my soul. Like I'm a, I'm a believer in reincarnate, like not reincarnate, like your soul is carrying wisdom, Mm -hmm. you know, not to even give it a word. Um, and I'm like, so impressed. Like every time I dive deeper, I'm, I'm like, whoa, like this, this soul knows something. Yeah. I'm going to honor that. I think that's just the coolest. Yeah. One of the best things you can do for, um, for confidence, I think is to, to know yourself on that deeper level or to, to know what you're working with very well. And I think that you set a good example for that with fitness and astrology. Uh, last question. What does be your own muse mean to you? Um, well, man, when I first saw that you were, that that's the direction you were going, I was so excited um because i am a big believer in the trailblazer um so much so that i I, i'm like i have blinders on when it comes to that like i really connect with being a trailblazer um not even having a glass ceiling like Mm -hmm. i just think i just think we're just in this age where we are so lucky that we can like just go on it. You know, we are so, uh, I think one of the biggest misconceptions of, of, um, living in today's world is that it's unsafe. You know, um, Malcolm Gladwell's written about this. Um, that's who comes to mind. I mean, other people have written about it. Um, the other day I heard this wonderful Joe Rogan interview with, uh, the head of the ACLU that, I mean, this guy's been protecting freedom of speech for decades, literally decades, like since the fricking sixties, this guy was a boss. I would highly recommend this episode for, and Joe Rogan barely talks in it. So anyone needs, anyone needs to know that, um, you know, and I, and it just reminds me that we live in a, just a, just a big open world. And the more that you can like, feel that underneath your skin, the better, you know, that's what that, that's what be your own use means to me, you know, more than I love the, the symbolic use of Aphrodite that you have. Um, but I, you know, for me, it's, you know, it's, it's just limitless. Mm-hmm. It's just like being and understanding that limitless is, is something we can do collectively and individually. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't feel pumped after hearing that, then maybe we'll do another episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, amazing. Uh, there's a lot to chew on there. So shoot, <laughs> I, I will let that episode speak for itself. And I will say that's it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Jennifer, for being on. Thank you for sharing your wealth of knowledge. Um, I will have Jennifer's information in the show notes, but 
follow her ASAP as possible uh, at Jennifer underscore Simone, S-I-M-O-N-E underscore Schwartz. Um, I'll have them in the show notes, but there's just so much. Jennifer's world is vast and there is truly something for everybody. No matter where in the spectrum in this conversation you resonated with it, there is something for you in Jennifer's world. So um, mm. thank you so much. Thank Jennifer. you. Yeah. No, yeah. thank you. This, you, you know, you're doing a great job with um, showing up, you know, Thank you. And I think that was one of your goals. It had to be because, you know, you're doing it. And um, in the time that I've known you, I've seen such a blossoming and it's just beautiful. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, all, it all comes, I mean, it comes, it comes naturally. I no longer have to check off the like, okay, interact with five people today. Check. Like it just, now at this point, yep. fortunately it is on, on, auto, on autopilot. I don't want to say autopilot, but it is, it is second nature to me at this point from the work that we all just talk through. So. Uh, Congratulations. I hope all right. Thank I hope everybody who listens to this has a great day. Thank you so much, Jennifer. All right. Bye. Bye.